Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. Coming up this week, more than 100 people fall ill on board the Disney Wonder. A federal court rules on a lawsuit against Disney. And Universal announces that it's acquiring DreamWorks Animation. Also, a little later on, we remember our own Bob Varley. His wife, Diana, joins us in the studio. All that coming up next. From the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida, this is The Diz Unplugged. This is The Diz Unplugged, episode 883 for the week of May 3rd, 2016. The Diz Unplugged is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show, coming to you live from the Bob Barley Studio in Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined at the table this week by my good friends, John Magi. Hi, everybody. Kevin Close. Hi, everyone. The lovely and talented Miss Diana Varley. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> well, you thought I was going right to you? No, no, no. It switched to me. It was funny. Oh. I thought it was going right to him. <laughs> lovely and talented. Diana, you've changed. <laughs> the lovely and talented Mr. Corey Martin. I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> Back in the production nook, our producer, Craig Williams. Hi. Along with our newest associate producer, Mr. Oliver Green. Hello. So welcome to the show, everybody. It has been a busy week, and it's only Tuesday. Um, and I'm exhausted, but it's been a good week. A uh, uh, couple things in housekeeping. Actually, there's a lot in housekeeping I need to talk about. First, uh, for those who may have been paying attention to the site or watching The Daily Fix, you know that we have launched uh, the answer to the newest version of uh, our 7 and 7s, although we're not calling them 7, seven and 7s anymore. Um, we are now doing, uh, we've started doing our What We Love About the Disney Resorts, the Deluxe Edition. And uh, yesterday we put up a video on uh, the Contemporary. Uh, today uh, the video on the Polynesian went up. Tomorrow is Animal Kingdom Lodge, followed by Beach Club on Thursday. And we're getting some really, really awesome feedback from people on these. I'm really, really happy that people seem to really like them. How many more times can I say really in a sentence? Uh, that was an really, awful really, lot. Really, really. <laughs> you really like me. You like me. You really like me. Um, so very happy that people seem to be enjoying these. And uh, we're being asked by a lot of people, are we going to do this with the rest of the resorts? The answer is yes. But as you can imagine, looking at them, an awful lot of production went into these. So can't do them. Can't turn them over as quickly as we did some of the other ones. But yes, we do plan on doing more of these for all of the resorts. The time frame on that, I can't tell you yet. But please go check it out. In conjunction with this, we are also doing a giveaway sponsored by Dreams Unlimited Travel. We are giving away a five-day, four-night stay at a Disney Deluxe Resort. And it's very easy to be a part of this. All you need to do is head out to Facebook or to Twitter and tell us why you would want to stay in a Disney Deluxe Resort or why you have stayed in a Disney Deluxe Resort using the hashtag WhyIWantDeluxe. And that's all you need to do. You don't have to sign up for anything. And then I think uh, it runs through 9 p.m. on May 16th. 9 a.m. 9 a.m. on May 16th. And we are going to select one person at random 
who shared something on Facebook or Twitter with that hashtag. If you don't put the hashtag in, we're not going to say it. So it's the hashtag, why I want deluxe. And we'll select one person at random, and that person will win a five-day, four-night stay. I will say this, too, that there is no limit. We get a lot of emails saying, you know, is there a, a limit of how many times I can enter? No, there is not. But please do something different because we, we can only choose with a different, uh, different post. So don't keep copy and pasting the same post because you won't be – your first post will be in the running, but all others will be void. Right, if you're just reposting the same thing over and yeah. over again, yeah. I think another thing to point out, too, I've been seeing a lot of comments of people saying, well, I've never stayed deluxe before, so I don't know what my favorite thing about it is. But that's the beauty of well, this. It's why I want right. deluxe. So don't feel free to enter, even if you haven't stayed at a deluxe yet. Let us know what you love about it. and Or why you would want to, yeah. yeah. What, what, what is it you would love to experience at a deluxe resort? That's what we're looking for. So hashtag why I want deluxe. On Facebook or Twitter. And uh, on May 16th, we're going to draw one lucky person to win a five-day, four-night stay at a Disney Deluxe Resort, courtesy of Dreams Unlimited Travel. We will announce the winner on the May 17th episode of this show. So please go check that out. And I think, Craig, you got a little snippet to show for today's uh, Holly? Did we? Oh, no, we didn't no, do we that. we did that for Daily Fix. Daily Fix had that. Never mind. But you can head out to YouTube.com slash DizUnplugged. Check out uh, the videos that we're putting up. You can head over to the Diz, wdwinfo.com to see all the videos and to uh, get more information on our contest. So just go to the homepage. You can't miss it right there. Why I want deluxe and uh, having a lot of fun with this. So got to talk about that. The other thing we got to talk about is the mega meet that is scheduled for the weekend of July 22nd through the 26th to celebrate the 10th anniversary of our show. Cannot believe it has been 10 years since uh, looking at Diana because uh, her husband was It would have been more if he'd gotten his way sooner. Yes, he <laughs> absolutely I tell that story all the time that he he bugged me right. Well, he bugged me since the time he came to work for me. That cuz he talked about the show, he did cable access up in up in Massachusetts. Yep. Which I know on the site we have that. We'll make sure we find it, uh, find the link to that, and put it in the show notes page so you can see the show um, uh, "World of Mickey." It was called with uh, Bob and his uh, and your son Matt. Yep. And uh, so he always wanted to do that, but we didn't have, you know, we didn't know how. We didn't know what because he wanted to do video. He was really into wanting to do a video show, and you know, two thousand three, two thousand four. It just wasn't there. I mean, we didn't know what, how to do that. And it wasn't for video. It wasn't until Dustin came to work here that he was able to bring us over. But we started the show, the podcast. Uh, it was July 25th, uh, 2006. So um, that weekend, July 22nd through the 26th, we're going to be doing a lot of stuff. We're going to be having a silent auction that weekend to raise money for Give Kids the World. We're going to be doing a lot of meets and events around the parks with uh, some uh, some other dizzers. I know the New England meet is sponsoring a scavenger hunt on the monorail. Correct. And uh, members of the Diz team are going to be sponsoring various informal events all around property that weekend. And of course, on July 25th, 1 p.m., we will be doing our 10th anniversary show at the Cirque du Soleil Theater in Disney Springs over on the west side. So 
Really excited about that. $25, 100% of which goes to Give Kids the World is what you need to sign up. And we'll have a link on the show notes page, disunplugged.com, where you can sign up to join us. We've uh, gotten quite a bit of sign-ups. We have. I just want to point out to folks, um, check out the posts on the Diz Unplugged boards. Um, this 10th anniversary official thread, I think I called it. This is where I'm updating all the information, all mm-hmm. of the events as we get them and we get details. We'll definitely go there. If you have an event you want to do as a listener or watcher of our show um you can send me an email and i will add it to that list so that people can keep up on who's doing what and what email would you like that to go to john at dreams com. but that's also in that thread okay so all that information is in that thread <laughs> plus there's a link to signing up for the meet itself and a link to booking resort rooms at our incredibly discounted price there's also a link for the new england disney right that's scavenger hunt you have to sign up for that so uh speaking of the rooms if you are not lucky enough to win the Why I Want Deluxe Resort Contest, uh, you, can con- you, you can console yourself with the ridiculous rates that we're getting for this weekend at uh, the Beach Club, the Boardwalk, and the Contemporary, um, as well as at Pop Century, Port Orleans Riverside, and Port Orleans French Quarter. So we've got a bunch of rooms blocked at those resorts for that weekend. They are allowing you to book pre- and post-nights, so if you want to make a full week vacation out of it, take advantage of this great rate. You can do that. Again, links to that in that thread John was speaking about on the boards and in the show notes, disunplugged.com. So lots of, you know, lots of cool stuff. People are very anxious to hear what some of the details of the other things we have planned. Um, I posted it on this thread um, the the meet the live show was really our big piece of the puzzle. We had a fit in the weekend, and once we got that fit in the weekend, now everything else is starting to fall into place. Right, so exactly. As we get the rest of the stuff scheduled, you have you guys have no idea what was involved. Right, just in getting the in getting so live show that, that, that theater for this, and also um, what's involved right now at the moment with uh, trying to pick out the perfect clown uh, costume for Pete. You know, they are going through, like, makeup. Well, you know, it's no, just he's doing our trampoline it's, practices yeah, are taking up all our time. Really well, no, good. it was, yeah, it was the onesie. It was the, it was the lycra onesie that Corey's going to be wearing. That was really the, uh, the issue. Kevin and I are going to do the muscle man thing where we hang, hold each other up by one hand. <laughs> coming in by drape. Oh, you're coming in by drape. He already told you that. Great show. That he's coming in by drape. Um, so we're really looking forward to it. going to be a great weekend. Um, Please sign up. We are limiting space uh, for the event. So if you want to join us, July 22nd through the 26th at Walt Disney World. And it's going to be, it's going to be really, really good. Really looking forward to it. Um, all right. Now, something else. I rarely do this, but I'm making an exception here because I was just so blown away by what Corey brought in today. We've mentioned on the show before that we work with a website called magicyourband.com. And uh, this, uh, this is Matt Davis, uh, who's just this really great entrepreneur who came up with this wonderful idea when Disney started doing the magic bands to create skins that you could buy. And just they, they're adhesives that go over your magic band, all different kinds of designs. He created an entire line just for the Diz and the Diz Unplugged. Um, so we've, we've talked about those. We love those. Um, but Corey came in with some really, really cool stuff. Oh, uh, we put the door hangers in the other. That's all right. They're not ready yet anyway. Um, he 
came up with these coasters. For those of you watching video, you can see it. For those of you listening audio, I'm bringing props. I'm bringing props to a video show um, <laughs> or uh, visuals to an audio show, um, as I used to say to Bob. Said to Bob. Um, so he did. He did them up for the Daily Fix. He did them up for uh, Dreams Unlimited Travel. He did them up for Diz Unplugged. Um, so they're really cool. And he also did the same thing with as I grab go go to grab grab them uh, iPhone cases. Um, and these are really really nice, really nice cases. And he's got a whole bunch of merchandise. Um, on his site, magicyourband.com. And right on the homepage, you'll see official Diz merchandise and everything that he's done that, that has our brand on it, you can find there. But he also did something else that Corey brought in a few weeks ago, which I, I don't have to show you, but he's doing these uh, glow-in-the-dark right. skins, and he did these Haunted Mansion ones, these Haunted Mansion glow-in-the-dark skins that are absolutely out of this world. They are so, so cool. I can say that the, the quality of, of the products he's doing, I mean, he goes through like tons. Well, they, you know, uh, they go through tons of, uh, you know, research and, and quality assurance before they put it out there. And, and this is something he's been working on for a while. And it, it's really incredible. And as, as somebody who was, is a Disney fan who started his own site and his own business, based on that passion, there's a special place in my heart for other people who do the same. And Matt certainly fits the bill. This is, he lives in the UK and he had an idea, a huge Disney fan, had an idea to create a business. No better people to support than your fellow Disney fans who are taking that leap that many people want to do, but very few actually do it. So show them your support. MagicYourBand.com. I think the bands are about $7. Um, they, they vary if you get them personalized. I do want to say that we do not have a financial relationship. No, um, we don't. We, we have well, what we've worked out with is that you know the the Give Kids the World bands, one hundred percent of the proceeds go to Give Kids the World. So in exchange for us receiving any sort of profit with this, um, we that money on those and that's that's coming out of uh, their pocket. So we don't have a financial relationship with them. Right. We don't get paid for this. Right. Um, and. I still love his stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, which is why I'll talk about him. Uh, because it really, it, it really is very, very good quality stuff. And I love the story. I love the story. Um, you know, somebody kind of striking out and doing something like this. And so show your support. MagicYourBand.com. You can check out the Give Kids the World bands. And like Corey mentioned, 100% of the pros or Oh, forget for the Give Kids the World bands. Yes. Right. Yep. The proceeds go to Give Kids the World. And uh, for the rest of it, the proceeds go to Matt. Um, but some really, really great stuff. Please check them out. MagicYourBand.com. And again, I do that very, very, very rarely. But so when I do it, I want it to have some impact. But Matt's a cool guy and he really takes care of us. So yes, wanted to take care of him too. So. With that, finally, from me in housekeeping, I just want to talk about our upcoming shows. Every Monday, uh, DizUnplugged.com, you can check out the Dreams Unlimited Travel podcast, which is growing in popularity by the week. Very excited um, about it. What are we? I know we just uh, the show that just went up was talking about Disney Deluxe Resorts to coincide with what we're doing this week. Correct. 
What's uh, next week's show? Next week, we're going to be talking about moderate resorts. We're going to do a whole series on helping you pick the right resort for your stay. We started with deluxe, moderate, then followed by value. And then later in the month, we're going to be doing a when is the best time to come to Walt Disney World. So a whole month-long series on picking your resort and when to travel. That's right. you got to get that in now because you're leaving. We are leaving. That's right. Where are you going, John? We are going to Alani for 12 years, 13 years. How long are we staying? <laughs> 12 years of Hawaiian. 12 years of Hawaiian. Very excited about it. We've had, we've had a crazy kind of, I don't even know how long, six months. Kevin and I have not been away since last October, I think. That doesn't usually garner a lot of sympathy. Oh, too bad. <laughs> but it, you know, it does say something that even though you know, they're not going out for work, this is where you choose to go on vacation. Correct. It is. Um, you want to take a break, and you're going to Alani. And, you know, God bless you, because I'd love to be right behind you. But. We're going to do some, uh, we'll do some restaurant reviews while we're out there. We'll do some experiences that we can share them on the Dream Show and on this show and talk about Alani. But it's mostly vacation for us. So I'm excited about that. So awesome. So uh, that's next Monday, uh, com, uh, Or you can go to YouTube.com slash Dreams Unlimited Travel and check out all those shows. Also, every Monday, the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged with Tom Bell and his team. This week, uh, listener Karen returns with a trip report from her Disneyland in Southern California vacation. Of course, every Thursday, 1 p.m. Eastern Time, live, DizUnplugged.com. Mr. Craig Williams and the team with the Universal edition of the Diz Unplugged. And what are you going to be talking about this week? Uh, this week, we are going to be going over our current favorite things at Universal to help people uh, that are coming this summer to start planning ahead on what you think you, you should see. Awesome. Yeah. And I'm happy to announce that we have a new weekly show in the lineup. Every Friday, Rhino Clavin and Oliver Green, Diz Pop, where they're going to talk about Disney pop culture. What's happening in you know, video games, movies, undergarments, whatever is in pop culture. Oh, I thought it was about all, all the sodas around Disney property. Yes, it like is. It's a show dedicated and... to soda. Uh, this week, Rhino and Oliver will be talking about the new Marvel Disney Infinity playset. And Rhino had a great idea. Rather than just releasing the audio from the show that they put out on YouTube... Because these don't go out live, by the way. These are pre-recorded, I believe. Yes, yeah. they are. Um, he wants to record something separate instead for the audio audience. And uh, he's going to be doing a review of the new Captain America Civil War film. So that is every Friday, from what Rhino tells me. Yeah, we. Uh, I believe how it's going. <laughs> We're still really working on this. We're going to find our uh, footing on it. Uh, so things could change with this pop uh, over time, but uh, Oliver and Rhino are going to be handling the news shows, and then uh, I'm going to be joining Rhino for audio only reviews. You got a face for radio, yeah, exactly. And I'm, <laughs> Let the pretty people stay on camera. That's that was my sentiment with it. So uh, yeah, we're doing uh, we're going to do current movies that are coming out. So like Civil War this week, but then we're also going to go back into the vaults of. Uh, just stuff that we think is time relevant and interesting that you might not have seen before. You might have forgot about. So you want to sign up for that feed. We'll have a link to that uh, audio feed where you can get it on iTunes. And, of course, you can check it out on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash disunplugged. So that's me done plugging stuff. What is that? Is that now four days a week of content? 
yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yep. Like a TV channel. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm working on it. <laughs> so anything else for housekeeping? You guys I, have I do real quick. I know I know we're a little early, but I want to wish all the moms out there a very happy Mother's Day. Um, next Tuesday is going to be too late. So um, to all the moms out there, my mom, of course, my wife, um, all the moms out there, whether you're a mother figure to someone else's kids, you're a nanny, or a mom to dogs in your household or pets in your household. He said it's mother your, so my dog, It's your day, too. My dog should be buying me Mother's Day presents? Because I have to be mother and father. <laughs> so enjoy your day and start this Thursday now, there's a margarita. Steve, there's a Steve Martin joke that I cannot repeat from back in the day. That oh, no. I cannot repeat. <laughs> I'm still trying to get over a mother figure. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it, it's a you know it's a prince thing. Okay. Oh, prince. Anything else for housekeeping? Nothing. <laughs> wait, wait, wait! That wasn't prince. That was. Well, I was going to say father figure. You're wearing that was okay. Yeah. I wasn't going to correct you. I, was, <laughs> I figured you. Were but no, no, it came in my hat. Yeah. Homage it's, today. Yeah. No, I didn't. I just had to match. I my, this was something. I had to, to match prince. my hat. <laughs> <laughs> How to match his hat? Okay. When Dub's crying, all that. <laughs> and, um, he he has to he has to wear a shirt to match his hat, and I'm the gay one. <laughs> um, all right. With that, we will wrap up housekeeping and throw it over to Johnny with the news. All right. Our first news story: 100 people sick aboard Disney Wonder cruise ship. There has been a recent outbreak on the Disney Wonder ship, causing nearly 100 people to get sick while on board a recent sailing. The CDC reported that 92 passengers and five crew members became ill and were vomiting no cause has been linked yet well my title says nearly 100 but well it's actually uh, I think as of this morning they've updated that to 145 are now confirmed having having gotten sick so Uh, no cause has been linked yet to the outbreak Disney Cruise Line informed the CDC that they have taken increased measures in cleaning and disinfection of the ship Uh, the ship did continue on its scheduled 14 night Panama Canal voyage leaving a few hours later than usual after a thorough cleaning and inspection. Well, here's the thing, and I mentioned this in the Daily Fix yesterday when we talked about this, that um, I know for a fact that the standard procedure that Disney uses to clean uh, during sailings and Mm -hmm. in between sailings far exceeds what the CDC sets as the standard. So, you know... If it's if it happens on and I don't say this to defend Disney, but if it's happening on a Disney ship, it can happen anywhere because Absolutely. they are so so crazy about this. They don't want this story. This can go through a school in a heartbeat. Yeah, this it's, can go through a daycare. It's I mean, not the only ship. Not the only ship. Two weeks ago, my friend was going on her first cruise, Panama Canal cruise, on Celebrity, and they were told to come two hours later. Because they had to spend more time cleaning the ship because they had had a large number of patients. Well, we hear it. Of customers. We hear it with other cruise lines all the time. This is the first time in a Mm. long time we've heard it on a Disney ship. Yeah, but that's also the 400-pound gorilla theory. Once it happens to Disney, now it's news. There's something. No, I'm saying we we, we do hear it. No, it makes the news when it happens on any ship. I'm just saying that we haven't heard it on Disney for a while. Here's the deal. There's always sailings where people get it. We've heard it over and over again. People get sick, even on Disney. The reason why this is a specific news story is that more than 3% of their passengers were ill. 
and they had to report it to the CDC. Right. So Disney decided that this was a good idea to then release it. I will say this. We criticize Disney a lot. They handled this wonderfully. Not only did they you know, uh, clean the ship and do all the stuff they needed to do and postpone the next sailing a few hours, they started contacting everybody on the next sailing mm-hmm. and said, listen, here's the deal. People on your previous sailing got sick. We just want to let you know. They didn't offer anybody anything, but they kind of felt them out to see if someone said, well, then I don't want to sail, and then they would have helped them reschedule mm. another sail. Yeah, they were very proactive about it. They were very it. Yeah. proactive about it, so I do give them credit for that. <laughs> and let's be honest. I really think that all these people have something in common, that they really got sick because they ate dinner next to somebody wearing jeans at Palo. I think, I think that's Palo the, gene disease. Yeah, yeah I, I, I think that that's what's happening. We're going to see this happen, happen a lot. So, Fashion illness? Yeah. All right, our next news story. Federal court rules for Disney in lead DAS autism lawsuit. On April 28, 2016, a federal court in Orlando dismissed the first lawsuit filed to challenge Disney's Disability Access System, or DAS, a system adopted in October of 2013 to replace the the Guest Assistance Card, or GAC. The plaintiff, a minor, argued through one of his parents that DAS violated the Americans with Disabilities Act because it did not provide the near immediate access to attractions the minor plaintiff received with the GAC card. The court, however, disagreed, ruling as a matter of law that a return to GAC was not necessary for the plaintiff to have equal access to Walt Disney World because DAS provided him with, quote, an opportunity to experience Magic Kingdom in a similar manner as guests that do not need accommodations. The court explained that, quote, non-disabled guests visit the Magic Kingdom for rides and attractions that most of them have to wait more than an hour to experience. Comparing this to the plaintiff's experience, DAS and readministration passes allow him access to those rides in a fraction of the time. While the plaintiff argued that he, quote, cannot wait or visit attractions outside of a specific order, the court held DAS satisfied ADA requirements because, quote, non-disabled guests will inevitably have to wait to experience an attraction regardless of the order they choose to visit them. Uh, DAS and readministration passes afford the plaintiff a similar or better experience as those not needing them. And basically, the rest of the story is just supporting the fact that it went into Right, and I think, you know, the other part of this, too, that the judge pointed out was that the ADA does not require special access. The ADA requires that a company provide access for people with disabilities that is similar to the kind of access someone without a disability would have. And, you know, to expect that Disney, you know, and I, I understand the issue that, especially with autism, that... You know, there are special needs there. Disney can't, no business can be expected to accommodate at that level. You just, you can't. You can't. Because what you're going to, you know, and unfortunately for Disney, you know, if you want to sue somebody, sue the arrogant witch in New York who was hiring disabled people as a tour guide so that her family could get the front of the line passes, as she called them. Yep. That disabled people, because that's why this went away. That's why this had to change, because you had this group of people, mainly out of New York City, very wealthy, who were stupid enough to say, I think it was to the New York Times, this is how the 1% vacation at Disney World. Um, And you know what? Sue her. 
um, Disney had to do this. Disney had to make these changes. And I realized that it was a big change for a lot of people that had come to rely on these passes. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. So this was a summary uh, dismissal of this lawsuit. And that's pretty significant. I mean, that just basically says, no, you have no case. We're not even going to go to trial with this. We're not even going to get a chance to present evidence. You just, you don't have a case. And it was completely thrown out. And it's very, from what I understand, it's fairly difficult to appeal that. All the lawyers for this family are saying they're looking at, yeah. looking at options. I but, think it's a shame that even, even with this, um, people are still going to find ways to get that pass. They're still going to say that this pass is worth it. And they can go to guest services, and you know you can't ask about a disability. You know us with Ferris; he obviously has Down syndrome. You know they they don't really have to ask. But you know with autism, there's so many different spectrums that you know somebody could lie easily, and it's a shame. It's a shame that people are still going to take advantage. But I, you know, you just you can't you can't ask, and people will still see a value in this in, in this uh, card to maybe get a fast pass. You know, for an hour later, whatever. I don't blame Disney at this at all. I think the problem is actually with the ADA. The ADA now has to look at Asperger's and autism and yes. uh, and make rulings based on this specific spectrum of illness that's out there that um, affects people in multiple different ways. Because what happened was the judge went according to the ADA ruling. So... I think that's where we're, you're going to see the next set of lawsuits go. And uh, this, this was a story written for us by Jack Bergen, um, our good friend and attorney. Uh, he also added in this that there are several other lawsuits, uh, very similar lawsuits around the country uh, being fi- that have been filed against Disney. And that while this does not mean those are dismissed as well, you now have a federal court providing precedent on this issue be very difficult for these other lawsuits to go through. So I think you're going to see uh, this pretty much putting an end to uh, to, the, to this particular venue of lawsuits. But uh, now I think since it was a federal court, they can, you know, I, I guess they could try and appeal to the Court of Appeals, but they're going to have to prove that the federal court did something wrong, right. um, which is going to be very, very hard to do here. Um, so barring that, this is where this is where this ends. Um, so Disney, that was a really significant victory for Disney. Great. All right, our third and final news story: NBC Universal acquires DreamWorks Animation. NBC Universal will be acquiring DreamWorks Animation, which currently has an equity value of three point eight billion dollars. DreamWorks Animation stockholders are set to receive forty one dollars in cash for each of their shares when a deal is expected to close by the end of 2016. DreamWorks Animation will be joining Universal Filmed Entertainment Group, which is already home to Universal Pictures, Fandango, and NBC Universal Brand Development. This deal helps bolster Universal's animated lineup by bringing hit franchises such as Shrek, Madagascar, and How to Train Your Dragon into the family, alongside the animated films like Despicable Me and The Secret Life of Pets. Uh, also under the DreamWorks animation umbrella is DreamWorks Classics, which include Where's Waldo, Frosty the Snowman, and Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. DreamWorks Animation CEO and co-founder Jeffrey Katzenberg will become chairman of DreamWorks New Media and will serve as consultant to NBC Universal. 
Um, well, you know, something that I've mentioned multiple times over the years that one of the biggest problems Universal has is they own very, very little of the intellectual property that their attractions are based on. And they have to license everything out. So, whereas Disney owns most, the vast majority of the intellectual property that's in their parks, uh, Universal doesn't. So, this was a big deal for Universal in terms of buying something, buying a stable of intellectual property that they can use. We can argue about the value of it, but I have to frame it in this sense. Uh, Disney, a couple of years ago, paid $4 billion for Lucasfilms and the Star Wars franchise. Universal spent just as much money right now on How to Train Your Dragon. So did Disney grossly underpay for uh, Lucasfilms or did Universal grossly overpay for DreamWorks? I think it's a little of both. Well, I think at the time, uh, Lucasfilms wasn't producing that much content. Where DreamWorks is a is a production facility that's pumping out, you know, uh, films and stuff on a regular basis. So I think that at the time, I don't think that Lucasfilms looked that attractive. Well, no, I think uh, I think it was like a scene from The Godfather where um, uh, Bob Iger. Made George Lucas like a deal he couldn't refuse. Uh, at the um, time, it felt that, and we all went home. Oh, four probably, billion dollars. We all went well, he, crazy. He probably woke up with a, like a horse's head in his bed or something. Um, <laughs> but Craig, what do you think? Is uh, is DreamWorks worth four billion dollars? Do you think? Potentially, uh, it's it goes kind of deep in the DreamWorks on the front. We all know DreamWorks as the animation. So first off, not live action, just DreamWorks Animation. They're two separate companies. Right. Uh, of course, it's Shrek, Madagascar, How to Train Your Dragon. Um, the other big one that's in there that I can never remember, uh, Kung Fu Panda. Sorry. But then it goes deeper than that, and they also have DreamWorks Classic that's under the animation umbrella that owns Rudolph, Frosty. Uh, someone just sent me an email today or sent us an email, apparently like, some of the 80s cartoons are in there, like He-Man and the Masters of the Universe, uh, that are starting to get brought up in revivals and uh, try to get re get uh, reintroduced to the spectrum because That's you know fun. the kids from the 80s yeah. are wanting to show stuff to their kids now. So I still have my originals. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, it's I there could be even more in DreamWorks Animation stuff they have in the. In the system that's coming up, that looks very attractive, that could really uh, that could really generate for them. And I, I said it on the Universal show, and I'll say it again: Universal has definitely made a mark more recently on being able to take franchises and really make them into successful franchises. I mean, there's there's about to be nine or eight Fast and the Furious movies out, and the last one made a billion dollars <laughs> or whatever. So I was going to ask, what is what are things like Shrek? Gross in the box office. Are those billion-dollar worldwide releases, or are they... I don't have the figures off the top of my head, but I have to imagine that all the Shrek movies, the four they made together, plus uh, revenue off of home releases and uh, some of the specials they released on like NBC and stuff, I have to imagine that that's 
generated over a billion dollars at this point. Well, I can. I, I just pulled it up here on boxofficemojo.com. Uh, Shrek 2 uh, grossed... Uh, Four hundred and forty-one million Shrek three, three hundred and twenty-two uh, million. The original Shrek two hundred and twenty, uh, two hundred and sixty-seven million. Shrek Forever After uh, two hundred and thirty-eight million, and Puss in Boots uh, one hundred and forty-nine million. So the total box office for the Shrek and one-off, which was Puss in Boots, one point four billion um, in revenue. However. The last entry in this was 2011, uh, which was Puss in Boots. So uh, it's been five years since Shrek on any level has been relevant, um, which is one of the other problems that Universal deals with sometimes is, you know, they, 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 they get these IPs that are, that are dated. Um, and I, I hear what you're saying, but I keep, like, every time I think about this, I take a look at Toon Lagoon. In Islands of Adventure. When was the last time Betty Boop was relevant? It was in the 1920s. Um, <laughs> and, you know, yet there are, like, there's a Betty Boop character walking around. Stop trying to make Betty Boop happen. Okay? It's, it's her days past. And this is, you know, this is kind of the problem sometimes with Universal. Is that, you know, they for every Harry Potter, you've got, you know, now had this been Marvel, I think it would have been, been a different story. I don't know. I mean, DreamWorks Animation is up for sale because DreamWorks Animation really never lived up to what it was supposed to be. It didn't, but I can see Universal definitely bringing about something like Shrek that hasn't been relevant in a while and resurging it. I mean, for Fast and Furious was essentially dead. It was a franchise that had run dry. No one cared about it. And now it's... Furious 7 was one of the biggest movies of all time. And as awful as it is... Do something to do with the fact that Paul Walker died and this was his last movie? No, because Furious 6 did I, just as well and I'm, so did Fast 5. I'm sorry, I've got to correct something. Those were the domestic numbers. Um, when I look at worldwide, the number is $3.5 billion on Shrek. Um, so... Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, I but think can they do anything with it now? I think they can absolutely bring it back from the dead. I mean, Jurassic Park three should have killed the future of any Jurassic Parks <laughs> ever after, and then true, they true. gave Jurassic World a chance, and look what happened. There. Yeah, but it took how many years? Uh, um, sometimes also DreamWorks Animation also does more than just full length animation. They yep. do a lot of uh, CGI in other movies. Yes. So there's revenue streams there as well. And right now they are doing very well with making Netflix direct releases. Not that that's, you know, that's not banging away bucks right there. But uh, no one can argue that Netflix isn't a major powerhouse in home entertainment. Absolutely. Uh, You know, one of the stories that was in the New York Times about this was that uh, Katzenberg, Katzenberg really didn't want to do this. Katzenberg, you know, when he left Disney and went to join... Spielberg and David Geffen uh, and to create DreamWorks. Um, you know, the animation division was his baby. And he is effectively out now. Um, I mean, he's walking away with, I think they said $400 million is his take from this deal. Um, not a bad payday. Um, but he's out. And, you know, they were saying that he's like really kind of depressed about it. But so I think he'd given up on some level. Or sold out, however you want to look at it. But um, that being said, with uh, with a stable of IP for them to do something with, 
uh, it just kind of raises the uh, raises the possibility of what they could create. Yeah, and that's where it comes in. I mean, we're thinking of it solely in terms of movies right now. DreamWorks Animation has the chance to completely redefine Universal Parks because with the with having uh, already the Despicable Me characters from Illumination Entertainment, add that on to now having um, DreamWorks and really being able to thrive a kids section based off all these movies. That's a good point. They are going to bring in a brand new crowd that didn't really care about Universal before because uh, in terms of outdated, who still cares about Five Goes West and who cares about Barney and all of these? But DreamWorks characters, while they haven't been in a lot of recent movies like Shrek, hasn't been in anything for a while. I guarantee a lot of kids still know who Shrek sure, is. One absolutely. of the things that's one really interesting is when you go on a Royal Caribbean cruise, Royal Caribbean has partnered with DreamWorks for their characters. And we walk around and we go, oh, there's Shrek, there's Fiona. How odd to walk around a ship and see these people. There are lines of kids yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. waiting to hug him and get his autograph and stuff. So he's still in the zeitgeist. He's still out there. You know, just because there's no new movies doesn't mean he's any less popular. Well, it, it does bode well. It does bode well for the competition. Of course, like I said, um, you know, Disney paid just about the same for Star Wars. I think the return on investment, comparatively, is going to be yeah. much better for Disney. Can you see a Shrek land being built? Mm. I, I said it on the Universal show. If they did, like, uh, the whole Duloc and uh, even the Enchanted Forest from Shrek, that would be cool. It's an immersive experience. No. So. An answer to Apple. We'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. All right. That'll do it for the news. Thank you, John. We're going to move on to Rapid Fire. We'll let you go, John. All right. Disney Vacation Club is playing an Independence Day dessert party. Uh, it's going to be hosted Sunday, July 3rd. There'll be red, white, and blue dessert samplers, patriotic punch, and assorted non-alcoholic beverages. There'll be carnival games and um, a front porch view of Disney's Celebration America, a 4th of July concert in the sky at the Magic Kingdom. Uh, This is all taking place at the Contemporary Resort. Tickets are $35 for adults. Kids are $22. Tax gratuity and alcoholic beverages are not included. And they're doing this in the port cachere mm-hmm. of the contemporary? And they're calling that a front porch view of the fireworks. It was front porch. <laughs> well, I have a cloud? question. If I'm staying at the contemporary and I park valet, do I have to plow down it's, 100 DVC members to no, park no, my no, car? No, no, no. out by the um, convention. Oh, okay. Entrance. They do a lot of well, stuff. I think there. of the Porticachere. I'm thinking the one out in front no, of the main. This lobby. is out in front of the convention entrance. They do, they do that quite a bit. You'll go there and you'll see tables set up for parties and events out there. So that's not unusual for them to do it. It's just weird that they're charging $35 to watch the fireworks from the contemporary. That's what it's going to be Patriot Punch. Patriotic Punch. <laughs> All right. Thank you, John. I am rapid fire free today. <gasps> I am. I apologize. I forgot. That's okay. You killed it on the contemporary video. Okay. I if you want to see if you want to see Kevin just tell some really wonderful stories about his experience growing up, going to the contemporary. You got to check that video out. You did a phenomenal job with that. You know, some things you just don't expect to happen. That didn't, I didn't expect that to happen. I want, I want to point out that the pictures you used are Kevin's actual pictures from right. his vacation. Yeah, that's great. I, that was a nice surprise because yeah. that was the first time I saw it. Uh, and when I saw it, it was, it was nice. It was a nice surprise. Those are my mom and that's yeah. my mom and dad and my brother. Awesome. Well, ABD. So you get a, 
Kevin, a, Dreams Unlimited Travel. <laughs> you get a pass today. <laughs> Corey. Okay, the, um, the registration for the sneak preview of the 2016 uh, Food and Wine Festival is now open as of today. Um, it's taking place June 26th from 12 to 2 p.m. at the World Showplace Pavilion at Epcot. It is $135 per person plus tax. Gratuity is included, and this is a buffet-style lunch that will allow you to sample foods from around the um, the event, which uh, this year it's a record length of uh, 62 days. So With tax, it works out to about $143. And, and y'all registered for it, right? I did. It really is. Uh, I mean, be there. I, I, would, I, would, I know I would get my money's worth. I we did enjoyed the, last, the last one unexpectedly. Yeah. I went into this thinking. This is going to suck. It's Especially be, at 150 bucks, Right. It's going to be another one of those things where, you know, they're going to come out and tell us how wonderful everything is and, you know, mm-hmm. we should have pom-poms. But it was great. We had a good time. And so well enough, such a good time, that we were excited. I was there at 10 o'clock this morning and got tickets. Yep. I'm very excited about it. Corey, you would get your money's worth for sure. Uh, yeah, uh, no, 100%. Between the alcohol and the food, yeah. for sure. And, and there is a, um, the link is too long. I'll take gluttony for a thousand, <laughs> Alex. <laughs> uh, there is a, uh, the link's too long for me to say on the show, but, you know, just go to the Diz homepage, www.info.com, and we have it in the updates, and just go there. Are you going to need your tables in Wonderland? You have to have a tables in right. Wonderland to register now. Yeah. This is a tables in Wonderland event. And you have to have a valid Tables in Wonderland card. To what do they tables. do? Ask you for a number? And you the... can't get in without your Tables in Wonderland. You said, really? I'm using Tables in Wonderland for the 400th time. <laughs> and I love that pavilion. I think that's such a, uh, I think that's a great The venue. World Showplace? Yes, yeah. it really is. For they... those not familiar with World Showplace, it's an area off to the back in between uh, the Canadian Pavilion and the UK Pavilion. And it was put up. Uh, for the Millennium. It was the Millennium Village. It was Millennium Village uh, back in 99 and 2000. And then they decided to make it a space for special events. So, like, conventions will have, like, big events there. Disney does a lot of big events there. Been to a few events in that. And it is. It's a great space. Yeah. And they always decorate it great. So it doesn't feel like it's a big cavernous room. You know, they put up decorations. And they had, last time, they had sneak peek of merchandise. Mm -hmm. That was going to be for sale. Wasn't available. But you could look at it. Yeah. I am. Um, I, have, I have another rapid fire. And sure, it, he has it, too. This is. Uh, Don't you feel It, bad it just came yourself? in. The. Um, it's like the breaking news. <laughs> well, it's gonna it's gonna make some people angry. I know it's gonna make me angry, and I, I I'm seeing pictures, so I know it's probably true that at uh, La Cava de Tequila, the cave, the Tequila Cave in Mexico, that the portion sizes have gone down. And the price has gone up by a dollar. Oh, you're surprised? You're surprised why? That's Mexico's Look, it's answer one, it's to Donald one thing Trump. If you if you raise the price, but don't lower the you know, step the size. one. We it's, admitted we were powerless over alcohol; that our lives no, had become unmanageable. I'm not the only one. There's always a line there, so I'm joining with my fellow. Step two, margarita loving Disney fans. And what do you say to me all the time about tequila? Well, I don't. What do you call it? What's what's it, what's the other other name for tequila, Corey? Uh, liquid aggression. Liquid aggression. But that's when I take shots, and I, I don't. There's no need to rush anymore. <laughs> <laughs> now that you're middle aged. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Corey. Craig. Okay. Um, I messed up that slide. Uh, sorry. Uh, there is an Alice. Yeah, you really did. I did mess up that slide. Um, I'll put it up anyways, just to embarrass myself. The Alice Through the Looking Glass preview is uh, coming to uh, the One Man's Dream Theater this week. So it'll start on May 6th and run through 
June 12th, um, Alice Through the Looking Glass, the sequel to Alice in Wonderland, the Tim Burton live action. This one's being directed by James Bobbin. Uh, it will be in theaters on May 27th, so if you're looking to see a 10-minute sneak peek of it, uh, at Walt Disney World, you'll be able to see it, again, at One Man's Dream Theater instead of the awesome movie they have at the end actually talking about Walt Disney. You'll get to look at this crap. Tell what you heard about a restaurant. There's a, uh, it's just about to open. There's a restaurant in Greenwich Village opening based on Tim Burton movies. I saw that. It, it looks awesome. Can you believe, since I have Box Office Mojo up, I just looked at this. Worldwide, the Alice in Wonderland live live action one from 2010, uh, just over $1 billion. None of that was my money. None of it was mine either. Because I had no interest in seeing it. And this was, I mean, this I'm like, was... Why is this getting a sequel? Look up, look up Maleficent. I'm curious as to what that made. No, that made a billion dollars. I don't want to talk about Maleficent. <laughs> the, the problem with the live action Alice in Wonderland, it was right after all the Avatar buzz where you have to see movies in 3D. You have to see these things in 3D. Alice was the same thing. Everyone wanted to see it. Johnny Depp was still huge then. World, uh, sorry, just to cut in. Uh, worldwide, Maleficent. Seven hundred and fifty-eight million dollars for that garbage. Uh, Two hundred and forty-one million domestic. Five hundred and seventeen million. Yeah, well, that was all her See, kids. it's 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 Oliver. It's <laughs> Oliver and people like him that go and watch these movies because it's all the foreign. A and, lot and of it actually. Because you represent the rest of the world. I did, and I loved it. Which one, Maleficent? Maleficent, loved it. A lot of people did. Loved Craig, it. Craig was very hateful. I haven't seen it. It's not on a plane. One of the things I think Craig is right, though, is that the reason why these numbers are so high is because 3D gets more money at the box office and IMAX. So they're showing them in these more expensive formats. It's those Jolie Pitt kids, I swear to <laughs> Jolie Pitt. Jolie Pitt kids. <laughs> if they all go see a movie together, it raises it by Right off the charts. They were probably involved. Well, in they've the whole adopted Shrek the entire the entirety of Malawi now. That's haven't it. They? Exactly, yeah. and gave them all fast passes to movies. I don't know. We're joking. We're joking, okay? I'm not trying to hurt nobody. Don't make me move my neck. Did you Um, say you saw it on a plane? I saw Maleficent on a plane. I think if you you watch a movie on a plane and you love it on a screen that's smaller than an iPad mini, then you're going to, well, but if you do, then it's it's a great movie. But I don't think you can. Okay, I've already lost interest. I've already lost interest in this. Thank (laughs) you, Craig. (laughs) Oliver, you haven't said anything other than hello. I've not, and I'll address that very quickly. I'm trying my hardest to get to grips with the controls. So I've been watching Craig um, very intensely. So I do apologize for being even quieter than normal, but I promise I'll I'll get more vocal. So you've got a grip on Craig's controls, and now you're all set? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Uh, But no, I do apologize for that. Anyway, sorry, more rapid fire. Um, There's a retro beach party coming to Disney's Grand Floridian Resort. Uh, they've not really said too much about it, to be completely honest, other than it's retro-themed, and it's going to be taking place over three days, uh, May 6th. That kind of anything. What was that? That could be kind of anything. Yeah, I know, it's watch. very open. It's I mean, anything from, you know, the beginning of time to last week. <laughs> <laughs> They're going with the old uh, under-promise, over-achieve motto, I think. It's kind of like, make America great again. <laughs> when do you think it was great? <laughs> The 1800s? John at Dreams on Travel. Bring it on. Go ahead, Indiana. Seal our fate. Um, okay, stop. Um, so you. Retro. That's not really. That's right. all they've said. Well, I just, I just keep. Why was I just going to say Annette Benning movies? Um, Annette Photocello movies. <laughs> 
Yes. Although I do like Annette Benning. She was great in Grifters. Where are we going? <laughs> I was like, I think of like, you know, Beach Blanket Bingo and stuff like that is probably uh, what they're going to. Back to the Future well, it was retro for some people. However, isn't the Grand Floridian 1900s? It is. So what, women are going to be like in pantaloons? <laughs> well, they'll be wearing the dress swimsuits and, and men and will be in the one pieces. With, you Could know, be. the straw hat. What is that thing other. they do at Disney? Dapper Disney or... Dapper Days. Dapper, Dapper Day. Days, yeah. Maybe Dapper Disney. Disney. I don't know. Another <laughs> bunch of weirdo Disney. <laughs> <laughs> Stop. Okay, how many people can we offend in one show? Um, I'm going right. to wait for a couple of weeks. i got to get it all in before I go. <laughs> the interesting right. thing about the event, just to put it out there as well, is they've opened it up to anyone staying in any Disney hotel. You don't have to be staying at the Grand. They're inviting everyone along to this. Come to something where we're not going to tell you what it is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it's going to be a surprise. Five dollars to do it. They've the not said anything one? about pricing, so it's yeah. Oh. And when oh. is it? Uh, it's over three days at the minute. So the May sixth, May twenty seventh, and May thirtieth. May. Okay, hold on. What was the, what were those dates? The sixth, the twenty seventh, and the thirtieth. So they're not doing it on three consecutive days. They're just yeah. May, okay, three. it's like three days away. It's they're dipping their toes in the water, I think, and they're going <laughs> to they, see they, how they it should probably turns have a theme out. by now. Very interesting. <laughs> Why would they be doing this and inviting everyone? That just so, something don't smell right, and it's going to be the guests from the All Stars. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. That's Pete at dreamsandthedream.com. <laughs> 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 but I'm kidding, it. guys. I'm in a punchy mood. I'm kidding. And I have grow. nothing by that. I think it's sad that we have to tell them we're joking. But um, I, I don't. It seems like three days away. There should be more Corey information. Liked that one. <laughs> I guess we're in a deluxe mode right now. I'm not sure. Different. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord. What were you I, saying? I said the fact that it's three days away. There should be and, details, right? Are you supposed to come in costume? I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. All right, Oliver, thank you very much. That'll do it for Rapid Fire. We're going to move on and uh, talk about something a little less controversial. Um, but uh, as I mentioned uh, last week on the show, this past Thursday was the eighth anniversary uh, of the passing of our friend and colleague, Bob Varley. Uh, Bob, uh, for those who are new to the show, may not know, you know, you hear me introduce every show, uh, every show it's done from this studio is, uh, from the Bob Varley studio. And, you know, oftentimes we'll get, uh, occasional emails asking who is Bob Varley. So, um, Bob was a very, very good friend of ours. He was a member of our team. He was part of the original team, uh, that, uh, started the show back in uh, July of, uh, of, 20, uh, of 2006. And uh, he was instrumental in helping us, you know, in many areas of the site, but certainly in building up the show. He was a, a huge personality. And if you have not gone back into the, uh, the archives, uh, this was before the video uh, show, uh, but back into the archives of our early shows prior to... Uh, 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 April of 2008 uh, you can learn all about Bob and uh, many of you still remember him and we like to every year make sure that we you know we talk about Bob all the time on the show but every year around this time we like to you know specifically talk 
uh, about Bob, and uh, we always like it when Diana can can join us. So, Diana, um, you uh, obviously, you know, you knew him better than anybody. Um, am I am I wrong in saying that if he were here with us today, I would never get him at this table. He would never leave. Absolutely, he'd that be nook. there. He would never leave He'd that be. nook, and no one would ever be allowed to sit <laughs> in that seat, the producer's seat. He would be on those controls every single... I say that all the time. He, I would never get him out of that nook. Well, no, actually, he, he didn't mind being in front of the camera at times. But he I, was much happier behind. Yeah. I was going to say, I've seen some of those videos. He loved being in front of the camera. <laughs> he, he loved being cart cam. He was the first one that realized how popular all of you were getting to be because of the podcast. Because he was the one that was in the parks. Mm. And I can remember one day, um, it was the anniversary of Epcot. And they had thrown together that little... Room yeah, with that stuff. last minute. That last, last minute. Last minute, and I had gone in with him. He had the cart cam and all his equipment, and there was no room to maneuver that, so we just parked it on the side inside the building. My job was to guard everything, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sitting on the seat, kind of looking around, saying, "Gee, I wish I could go look closer." And this young British couple, and I, I feel bad because I don't remember their names, but I'm hearing behind me, "Is that cart cam?" That means Bob's well, here. Let me let me just explain to people who may not know what we're talking about. Uh, Bob had had an injury to his ankle. He was a deli manager at Stop and Shop in Massachusetts, and he had uh, injured his ankle on the job that he had to wear a boot. Um, and I used to call him Shabooty because he had one shoe, one boot. Um, and that was actually a joke from Archie Bunker from All in the Family back in the day, believe it or not. But anyway... Um, you know, he couldn't really, because of his ankle, could not walk around the parks, you know, without really hurting himself. Hurting. So he had an ECV, or as he called it, an EVC. He never got that yeah, right. No. And what he did was he attached a pole to the back of his ECV with a video camera. Basically, it was a tripod that wasn't, extent, that wasn't opened. With duct tape. And with duct tape, because duct tape was used on everything. Um, That's another story. Duct taped it to the back of his, uh, to, to his cart with the camera and would drive around the park and take videos. And if you go, it's on the Diz Unplugged channel. Yeah. Uh, YouTube.com slash Diz Unplugged. Uh, we'll put some links to them in the show notes page this week. Some of the videos he took with cart cam. Uh, one of my favorite videos that we ever did was the Star Wars Weekends video yeah. with him. Uh, that was an awful lot of fun. Um, we got a bunch of them. Yeah, there's there. actually, if you're even on youtube.com slash disunplugged, it's uh, one of the playlists that we feature on the homepage. So it, it's right up there. All the Bob videos? See. Yep. That, oh, that, yeah, was a, that was a very fun uh, a fun thing to record. Just seeing like the characters ignore him, and he hated that. <laughs> and just getting ready for the parade, and he's like, okay, I'm going to make it a Bob parade. And everybody's waiting for the parade, and he'd, he'd go in his cart with his uh, his lightsaber. I still have that lightsaber, by the way. 
Uh, I refuse to get rid of it. Um, but you know, with uh, with car cam, and this was pre GoPros. So he strapped like a full on camera. There was there was no being discreet. No, about there was his no camera. Well, no. discretion was not part of Bob's vocabulary uh, when it came to stuff like that. He didn't care. Yeah. He had Christmas lights on that cart. Halloween decorations. <laughs> you name Easter it. stuff. Yeah. I keep finding stuff because I'm going yeah. through. Oh, he was a pack rat, no. too. I and mean, he wonders he why he was recognized in the parks. Well, <laughs> what a surprise. That, that was, that was the, my first. He had said people were, you people know. People didn't recognize him all the time. These, these kids, and this was, and I said, yes, Bob's over there. Oh, will you tell him? I said, no, go tell him yourself. At which point, he turned around and came back and sat down and talked with them for about 15 minutes, got their names, mentioned his names on the site, and... They went away happy as pigs in mud. And I think the first time those two saw it, John and Kevin, we went to the candlelight for Christmas Eve with your parents, Kevin, and you were sitting there, and there was somebody sitting in front of you who recognized your voices. And That's not all of it. Well. I unleashed on a cast member. <laughs> <laughs> it was John and my mom and dad mm-hmm. and I said to them I, my mom was in a wheelchair and I said I understand that they sit down front we don't need those seats because only two people could sit with the wheelchair I said we will gladly sit further back but we're all going to sit together we don't need special seats we don't need to see no you have to sit here well this went round and round and I finally said listen we're all going to sit together <laughs> wherever you tell me to sit we're all going to sit together and there's four of us and she wasn't having any of that, and I wasn't having any of her. It was Christmas Eve. And I finally said to her, listen. And the lady in front of us said, you're Kevin and John from the podcast. Right? <laughs> right. In those days, that's, we, got, we got recognized by our voices. Yeah. 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 Actually, the, I think the one time I remember being with Bob, I forget what we were doing. We were doing something in the Magic Kingdom where we were going to take the bus somewhere else, and Bob had to wait for one of the buses that would fit the ECV. And people in line started to recognize him, and I sort of backed away. I'm like, you're on we your own. We got on the next bus. We did. We got on the next bus. We're like, okay, I can't handle this. You're on your own. And he loved it. He loved no, he every did. minute he of did. it. So. But, God bless him. But that one, the, the woman in front of you pulled some stuff out of her knapsack and gave it to the two of you. Yeah, I don't remember. And, and well, saying, I being mortified. I and then, and then she's saying, is Bob here? And you pointed down front because... Bob had to be down front to video everything. Because we were trying to deflect. And at the <laughs> end, she saw him walking up the side to go to the ECV. And this woman jumped up on the bench and ran, digging into her knapsack. And pulled out an autograph book and had him sign it. Aww. And those two were just like... She didn't ask us to sign it. <laughs> You're trying to get away. I don't know that we remember that the same one. I, I remember I John telling me that. Scorch mark. I think he was making you happy. We left scorch marks on the, the sidewalk. Because it, wasn't, it was a time when we didn't want to be recognized. We, it wasn't what we were searching. We, we don't search it out now. But I think it was not something we ever were prepared for. When you tell people at Disney wanted. World that your food is swill... You yeah. kind of don't want people to recognize yeah. your face. So we were very uncomfortable with the whole situation in general. And then the fact that Bob was so recognizable, 
And it, when you were with them, it was kind of like, okay, I got to sort of get away from this. There was one uh, moment I remember talking about being mortified. And it's, I guess it all kind of goes back to his, uh, his EVC or his ECV vehicle that we were uh, going around uh, Universal doing a photo shoot or whatever. And in the, in the middle of the park, his, uh, it dies. His battery dies. And I'm like, so where's your backup? How do we charge this? He goes, we can't. You're going to have to push me to, to the parking garage. I'm like, really, Bob? i got to push you through City Walk. And That's so right. he's steering, and I'm pushing him through. I'm like, oh, God. And, um, and so we finally get to City Walk where there's, like, the, um, the people movers or whatever they are. And it says no, no strollers, no anything. No, we're, we're pushing the sucker on there. I need all the help I can get. And we finally get to his van, and he pulls out two by fours. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Like so, now we have to push this thing up two by fours into your van. We went to a thing at Epcot one day, and he said, "I brought a scooter for you to use. I have a knee problem." I said, "Okay." And he got on his scooter, went tooling off, and I got on my scooter. And unbeknownst to me, the little hand thing didn't lock. <laughs> So when it stopped, you went flying forward. <laughs> and I said, Bob, I think this one's broken. And he looked back at me and he goes, you're right, it's broken. Okay, thanks. <laughs> I think he lost the pin on that. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I, you know, you, you talk about, uh, you know, finding out that, you know, people recognize us or how, you know, the people listened to the show. Um, you know, sadly, that was really driven home for us when he oh. passed away. Um, the I, I still, to this day, after you know, nearly it's almost 19 years that we've had the site, um, have never seen an outpouring of grief and love and support the way I did in the days and weeks after Bob died on the boards uh, in, in just it, from all over the world. Uh, you really got that's where it really struck me how 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 far this went and how how deep um yeah. you know it connected with people and especially him um and and his you know people would you know and I know that we've talked about this in the show before so if it's repetitive for some of you deal with it um but uh the one of the things that remember in the early days how people would uh, would get on us because we were so mean to Bob. We were so mean to Bob. As a matter Always. of fact, I had a conversation with Bob one day before our show, and I said, listen, tell them you're in on this because yeah. I'm <laughs> tired of the hate mail. Yeah. The hate mail. Tell them you're part of the joke. We had been going out to dinner every Saturday night. We spent our holidays together. We traveled together. Tell them you're right. in on the joke. Right, yeah. Exactly. And because that was just the dynamic that we had, you know, Bob. Bob said all that off. He did. He'd instigate it, and right. He'd he'd say, "I'm gonna I'm gonna bring this, and they're gonna go nuts over it because I'm bringing it to a." Right. But he wasn't the one doing the hate mail. Show. We were fulfilling. <laughs> right. our, used... We were filling our parts, and he was the one who was basking in. Oh, poor Bob. <laughs> <laughs> I I yeah I I mean that was an ongoing joke that I had. Uh, with him because he bring you know you bring pro- you bring visual props to a radio show. Julie um, almost lost her mind one day. He brought out a thing that he had highlighted, and he had highlighted everything on the page, and she kept saying to him, "Bob, you've missed the point of highlighter." <laughs> 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 you could just if print it on yellow you paper. Highlight the whole page. You don't need highlighter at all. <laughs> right. <laughs> and he would, uh, yeah. I mean, he. Well, I've, I've said many times how he would come in with 
folders. The yeah. first time I met him at the at Palio, having dinner with him and his golfing friends. Like Victor. 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 And met at Palio, which was uh, the Italian restaurant at the Swan before it became Il Molino. And, you know, I'd never met this man before. He was a moderator on the boards. He wanted to get together because he had some ideas he wanted to share with me. And he whips out this, this, he had this massive folder with a, with all these pieces of paper and all these notes. And I'm like, oh my God, this guy's crazy. Um, and that became the beginning of a, of a, of a long friendship. We'd be planning to go out to dinner and we'll meet you there at six o'clock. And he would call me at like 4.30. How close are you to be in here? And I'd say, I'm not. I'm still at home. About 90 minutes. <laughs> and he'd say, about 90 minutes away. I have a parking spot for you. I'm like, well. Get, leave it alone. I'm not going to be there for 90 minutes. He'd go to some place with a buffet, and he'd go there ahead of time and say, I figured out the buffet. Right. Don't eat this and don't eat that. Go right to that. I enjoyed eating with Bob. That was a lot of fun. There's an old You and Bob could, you, you, you somebody that could keep up with yeah. you. Yes, uh, we, probably the we, only we one I know could keep up with yeah. him. There's an old joke that a friend will help you move. A good friend will help you move a body. <laughs> Bob would help you move a help body. Help you move a body. Yeah. Said that in his eulogy that Bob Bob was there to help whether you wanted him be, to be there or not. Um, I'll be at your house. I've got a panel truck and some duct tape. I'll be there at seven thirty. No, you know, and I I I can't help but you know for so much of the things that we you know we were planning our first podcast cruise when he died. We had just started planning that first podcast cruise when he died, so he never got a chance to to experience that. But he also that the weekend he passed away or right before that was our actual first. Big live show, remember? We yeah, were at the Gaylord Palms. We were going to do it at the Gaylord Palms. And we actually turned it into a Ended memorial up, for yeah, him. But was that it? was going to be the really big, big, because we had done live stuff before that was very limited. Then we did the worst live show known to man. That was before that. We all sat, is that the one where we all sat at that ticket booth? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, for ice? Yeah, for ice. Was it ice? And the eight yeah. people that showed up put their arms on the edge of the booth and looked down at us. That was after. It was the most was uncomfortable that, that was, thing. That was after he died. That was, uh, oh, was it? in I, December. I don't know year. anything we've ever done anything where I was that uncomfortable. It was it was difficult. Um, but I always say that when we do the big parties, when we do the cruises and stuff, I say Bob would have loved. This. Would have yeah. loved it. I that that That's comes out of my mouth so many times. Especially in in here in the studio, because mm-hmm. you know what we've done in building the studio uh, really was I, I, it was something he envisioned years ago, and I I always thought it was just ironic that uh, you know Dustin was the one who who built the studio, um, and we mentioned this I think last year or the year before that uh, Dustin is a listener to the show. Um, was the one who it's sits up behind me the Bob 08 oh, yeah. bumper sticker yeah. Dustin was the one who did that um, and sent that in and Bob tormented us with that um, <laughs> and loved that and I just always thought that was that, that was that was funny that you know the, the big Bob fan on the yeah. show ends up getting the job and and doing doing the studio Bob would have always wanted. Oh, I believe he's, uh, he's doing the happy dance wherever he is. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. 
Absolutely. Yeah, Bob yeah. was extremely generous and he was extremely thoughtful. Um, I, I hold on to a lot of memories, but I, I'm, I'm not a pack rat. I think if Julie was here, she might disagree with me. I don't, I'm not a, a pack rat. But I do hold on to things that hold memories. And a so quarter, when, then. And, and what's that? Quarter. No, not a no, that, I don't hold on to all Beep. things. I don't hold on to all things that, uh, we find that have memories. find a dead cat in your house? But, but even you know, when we moved into our new house, there was one thing that Bob gave me that I refused to throw away. And it's, it was a... It, it was just something simple that he found, like passing by somewhere. It was a, uh, it was like cheese soup, but he saw that all I had to do was add beer to it. He's like, Corey must like this because he, <laughs> of course, Corey has beer at his house. But I refuse to throw that thing away, and it's like nine years old. Of course, it's you know I'm not going to make it, but I, I still hold on to it. You know, I just cleaned out a closet in my office, and I threw away the last banana box. Oh, <laughs> and that is from a long time ago. Oh, banana yeah. boxes were mm-hmm. the big thing. Yep. He loved banana. Moved through well, several where houses. Did, where, did the ba- where did the banana box obsession come from? Well, he worked at a store. He worked, he at, worked a- at a a grocery store. But the thing with banana boxes when we moved down here is they were all uniform, a good the same size. They stacked so you could, if you used all banana boxes, you could fit everything very neatly into. They're also the, very sturdy. The, the van so you could stack and then used to move, and they don't crush. I, I had a banana box bed frame for three months till our house was built. I had one for a long time. You know, banana boxes and duct tape. Yep, those were two of Bob's favorite things in the world. Um, it's difficult to see, um, but in the spot above me uh, to the, well, I guess for you, to the left of, of, of my head, it's to my right, is uh, Bob's uh, microphone, um, a hat he had given me, um, a picture of him on his ECV with the donkey from Shrek at Universal, and uh, of course the Bob 08 um, bumper sticker. That stuff is always up there. Mm-hmm. Um, and that because uh, Christmas lights had to adorn everything, uh, including his microphone. Again, radio show at the time. He had Christmas lights around his uh, his microphone. And here's the here's this the, the 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 almost spooky thing. I haven't tried them recently, but the last time I turned those lights on, they still worked. Um, which you'd think that. Oh, I'm sure he had some special battery he found. Online. Or it's possessed. Right <laughs> online, <laughs> best battery ever. But uh, now, I mean, look, like I said, it's uh, it, first of all, it's hard to imagine. It's been eight years because so much has happened, you know, with the site and the show and in our lives in in eight years. Um, and you know, you you do learn to live with the loss, but it's still. I mean, that, that never goes away. Yeah, there are days <clears throat> when I look back and think. How could it be eight years? It yeah. feels like yesterday. And then there are days when I think, you know, it's it's eight years and it's a long time away. And although I don't I don't cry every day anymore, every now and again, sure, you know, a song or something, and you know, I let myself fuss for a few minutes and then I put it away because he wouldn't want me no. to be unhappy forever. And I still have good experiences mm-hmm. I still I've made new friends done new things for work and new adventures and I believe that that's he's right there patting me on the back and pushing me forward and saying mm-hmm. go um, a lot of people ask me are you dating yet and it's like 
No. <laughs> it's it's She's single. Foreign, but it's a far, it's a, I How do you Yeah. How do you You know, I I I'm not interested. Would I like to have somebody to go to movies or go out to dinner once in a while? Yeah, but beyond that, you know, as a friend, uh not interested at this point. Yeah. Maybe someday. Maybe, but he's a hard act to follow. Yeah. I mean, he was he was a my friend. He was my husband. Every day was an adventure with him. I just can't imagine. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? Yeah. Even for his friends. Every day was an adventure. Every day yeah. was an adventure, yeah. yeah. Can't imagine as his wife, uh, <laughs> you know. Well, I, I remember going over to California and how he wanted to always be the one driving the vans. Always. And, and, um, and we were happy yeah, to Yeah, you let go him. ahead, Bob. <laughs> yeah, you do that. Yeah. It's crazy. Bob, crazy tell me about grief. Yeah. What's that? Bob taught me about grief. I had lost my grandparent, but I was younger. Yeah. And, you know, acquaintances, but nobody yeah. close to me had passed away. And within three years, I lost my I lost Bob, I lost my mom, and, or my dad, and then I lost my mom. Mm-hmm. And Bob was the first. Mm-hmm. And Bob taught me what it meant to feel bad. Yeah. yeah. Bob was the first friend I lost. You know, it, it really, truly. You know. It was a dark three years. Yeah. But... I remember us having to come back into the studio and sit down and say, "All right, how are we going to get through this?" Mm. You know, we nobody, sure no, nobody we were wanted going to. to. We yeah. weren't sure we were going to keep doing the show. Yeah, um, we, I think it was you who said, "You have to." He'll haunt you. He'll haunt you. Right? It's exactly what you said. He will haunt you if you stop doing the show. But and, and really, it, it, it is a tribute to him because this was something he wanted. He wanted from the, the get go. When I, you know he he talked to the point where he talked incessantly about wanting to do this to the point where I would look at him and go I love you shut the hell up please (laughs) stop talking to me about this I don't know how to do it if you could figure out how to do it we'll do it Um, and he did yeah but we fought him for a long time we we all fought him for a long time none of us wanted our faces on the radio. I didn't want to be on the microphone. Right. Well, that's yeah. That's what he means. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, we yeah, fought yeah. him. I kept telling everybody I was going to wear a beekeeper's uniform. <laughs> I, w- no one wanted that. No one went looking for this. Right. It was that not like bomb. we went on a well. No, I'm not even. He just he wanted a new equipment. Well, I don't I think, think that's I don't think wanted. any of us ever thought it would turn into what it's turned None into. None of us auditioned for this. I mean, it's not like we sought this out. It was basically let's go put a play on out in the barn. All right. Um, My daddy's got a barn, and I can make costumes. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> so, and you know, we I mean, we enjoyed. We loved it. He loved it. Um, but yeah, you know, every time, every time we do anything, every time. You know, anytime we're, especially anytime we're out filming, like we just, you know, we just wrapped up what we were doing in Disneyland before that. We were doing what you guys are seeing now with the, what we love about the Disney resorts. Any of those things, our seven and sevens. Uh, I, I just, I, my head, my mind always goes to, he would love this. He would be in his glory. And, you know, he knew his stuff, especially behind the camera. The man knew his stuff. And it was all self taught. All self-talk. All self-talk. He was also really experienced with Disney. Yeah. He knew Disney inside and out. He was a true expert in all things Disney. And no if he question. didn't know it, he would go and research it. 
there, sure. there are several show highlights, um, but I, I, I think one that people should go listen to. I think it was the uh, Coronado Springs. He oh, went. He, he went and reviewed uh, Rick's Lounge, the the opening, and so a lot of his isms came from that show, the Mojitos. The uh, Pierre Jouet. Yeah. Um, yeah it's the show you asked him if he, the drink he had was made with tequila. Yeah, tequila. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, but if, if you go listen, there's a lot of them, but that's one of them where uh, two of the Bobisms uh, came from the Coronado Springs Rick's Lounge. I don't know the date. We've been doing it 10 years. That was, Everything's the other day. That there. was earlier in 2008 wasn't it I, 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 I want to say I, that I was couldn't yeah. even guess. that was toward yeah that was toward the, the toward the end of his life uh, he did yeah, that yeah he did that because you guys were v- revisiting all the resorts and he got he well, drew he, Coronado Springs and right that's <laughs> right well he that's right we, we, he never even got to do that review on the show he had um, mm. I had been out in California with Walter earlier that month and he was doing Coron- he was doing a review of Coronado Springs and I remember when I came back from that I was talking to him and he kept talking about how tired he was he goes God he has a big resort he goes I am so I got really tired going around that resort and then of course I remember the last show that he was on and he kept uh, he had this 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 cough this little cough and I was getting annoyed with him because Normally in those days, because we edited all of that stuff out. I mean, the shows were heavily edited. We they had to be because we were all over the place. And normally, like during the show, I would tell people if you got a sneeze or a cough coming up, put your hand up so we know to stop. So I have a clean place to cut. And he kept coughing. And uh, I mean, of course, we didn't know at that time that it was his. It was his heart was expanding and pressing on it, probably pressing on his. On his esophagus, which is what happens, it's one of the signs you're having. You're, you're, you might be having a heart attack. Um, I always thought about that. You know, we just thought, you know, oh, we just had a little cough. But um, now I think back because that was only that was, was only days before yeah, he mm-hmm. passed away. Yeah, it was really close. So, and it was a heart attack ultimately. That well, that's the official. Um, my our our primary doctor and myself, we think it was an aneurysm, a thoracic aneurysm. Oh, really? He did not have pain I found him with his eyes open and his hands at his side and no pain on his face um, so just explain uh, Diana is a registered nurse by the way um, and in fact Diana when my doctors were, prescri- were, were were diagnosing 11 different things it was Diana who said no it's your gallbladder she was right um, what is a thoracic aneurysm an aneurysm is a uh, usually a congenital um, outpouching on a major artery. In this case, it was his aorta up in his chest, and it burst. And I think maybe the cough was part of that. Um, he also had a hiatal hernia, which was the only other thing that bothered him. Um, and he, I mean, with, with one of those widow makers, which is what they call those massive heart attacks. They usually have pain on their face and their hands here. He didn't have that. Hmm. The other difference is with the heart attack, they turned blue or gray. He was purple, which indicates a bleed. Okay. Now, the medical examiner never did an autopsy, which made our primary physician absolutely crazy. She didn't get an autopsy report. I developed shingles the next week and went to see her, and she said, I didn't get an autopsy report. And I said, 
I didn't get one. She said, well, you're the diagnostician. Tell me what you thought. And I told her, and she said, I got to agree. His heart was okay. Because he had just had a physical. Yeah, his blood pressure was fine. He'd gone in for a flu shot, and she made him sit down and do blood pressure and blood work, and everything was fine. So regardless of what it says on his death certificate, she and I are convinced it was an aneurysm that burst Hmm. because of the suddenness and the fact the way I found him. Mm -hmm. Um, Nobody will convince, convince me otherwise. You know, it doesn't really matter. He's gone. As you say, at some old. point, it's just, we should end this on a much happier note. I'm sorry. <laughs> we should, okay. Yeah. I just think we should say. No, absolutely. I, I wasn't, I, I wasn't, I wasn't going to say, okay. Thoracic <laughs> <aneurysm>. <laughs> Have a good week, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and remember, thoracic aneurysm. Um, Stay out of the damn banana box. It's just, yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah. 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 No, well, it's, uh. But, you know, it, it, like I said, it does, it, it, it is hard to imagine that it's been eight years and so much has happened in the last eight years, as I said, on the show and the site and our lives. Um, and while we miss him, I think we're all very grateful that we got to share part of our time with him and part of our experience with him. And Lord knows uh, the impact that he made on the site and on the show uh, continues to be felt uh, to this day because here it is eight years later and we're still talking about him and not just because it's the anniversary of his death we we find ourselves drifting in a conversation about Bob all the time um, especially to these guys the new guys that uh, didn't get a chance to work with him uh, I find myself saying things like oh god he would have loved this or he would have loved you and um, Bob could also exasperate you to the point where you thought, I'm going to just throttle him. Yeah. <laughs> well, meet his wife. <laughs> I just, I, I, when my dad passed away, I think people have the urge to angelicize somebody. I think and I think, that, passes, I think that's a disservice to a whole person. To only remember those good things, I think that's a disservice. I want to remember the whole person, because Bob was a whole person. uh, Agreed. But, you know, for me, and believe me, I know exactly what you're talking about. There were times Bob would drive you nuts. Um, (laughs) But even that was a quality that uh, at least for me, in retrospect, was endearing. I think that's kind of my point. That there was a whole person there, and that... And you know what? I'm good. Right, me too. I'm good with that. I'm good with that. I, you know, I I don't... uh, you know, whatever Bob's failings were, whatever Bob's character defects may have been, um, they certainly didn't take away from what made him a loving and wonderful friend. I certainly was not trying to, I wasn't saying no, anything I'm, bad. I just think there's a whole, I, I don't know how else to put it, there's a whole person there to remember. And, and yeah, I agree. Being exasperated was part of our my relationship with Bob. Right. And I like think he yeah. would get joy out of knowing that he had flustered me. Oh, absolutely. So I don't want him, I. I'll stop now. But you know what I mean. No, I know what you mean. And I'm not a hoarder, but I still have a folder with all of Bob's emails in them. They're still fun to read. But I'm not a hoarder. <laughs> you got a hoarder. <laughs> memories. Yeah. Keep the memories alive. So with that, thank you so much, Diana, uh, for coming in. It's always good to see you and uh, for sharing some of your memories of, uh, of Bob. And thank you for joining us as well. That will do it for this episode. We hope you enjoyed it. And we'll be back with you again next week with another edition of the Diz Unplugged. Thanks for being with us, everyone. Remember, stay out of the damn lakes. Have a good week.